time for another lovely edition of the Tech Edition Podcast. I'm here with my brother Clarence, man. How's it going? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Happy to be on another Tech Edition Podcast. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Living the dream. Living the dream. <laughs> so, um, what you been up to? Any new developments in the world of Clarence? I don't know. Just chilling, man. Doing podcasting. You know, recording a lot of Doctor Who stuff as well as um, discussing Trek, Star Trek stuff. So, you know, just... uh. Doing to do, man. Doing to do. What about you, man? What have you been up to? Um, not really too much. Uh, <clears throat> just starting to get back into recording. So that's really all I've been doing. That and playing a lot of Rocket League. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to which, rejoin. Which I actually have it on uh, Xbox now, which is cool because I did the little Game Pass trick. Yeah, I screwed myself on that one. I didn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, Probably if I would dollar for two a month and then. If I would have known, I would have bought a card and just did it that way. Yeah. So the thing is, Microsoft, if you guys even didn't already know, Microsoft announced Xbox Ultimate. Am I saying that right? Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Game Pass Ultimate, where you get Game Pass and Xbox Live all in one for a mere price of $14.95, I believe. Yeah. So so they have that and uh, they had a deal to where if you, for $1, uh, if you went ahead and signed up for the uh X Pass, the Game Pass Ultimate, you would get it whatever remaining months of goal you already had or Game Pass you already had. They would du- basically double those on that one account and extend that out for that duration. So for me, I had like four or five more months of Xbox Live left. So they gave I got Xbox Ultimate for that same duration. So I got all the game pass games for really uh, nothing, really a dollar. So it's, it's pretty freaking cool. Dollar. Pretty freaking cool. Yeah. I hate I missed the boat on that one. Should probably look a little more before I leap. Listen, learn. Um, okay. So, um, you want to jump into some stories? Uh, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right, so what are you in the mood for? Tinfoil hat gaming or um some tech stuff? I kind I kind of like the notion of going tinfoil hat to start things off. Okay, so um apparently you know how tinfoil hat I am about uh, home <laughs> devices, um personal digital assistants, namely, but um there's also this thing you know Google bought Nest a couple of years ago. Um, there's this thing called the Nest Cam, which is a home security camera. Okay. And last week it came out. We we didn't have a cast, but apparently, if you bought a Nest and you decided you didn't want anymore, and you resold it on like eBay or if you resold it on whatever Craigslist, who knows? Um, when it was re-registered to the new owner, you would still have access to it. Um, yeah. So that sounds like something they can easily fix with a software update. And they did. That's what really what the the news is about. Uh Google um Google reportedly fixed the bug and um yeah. That that happened I believe today they announced. Yeah, June 20th they announced today about 4 p.m. that the bug had been fixed, but I mean you can imagine this definitely doesn't encourage me to want something like this in my house and you know it's kind of terrifying you know you some creeper sells you a nest and then they can watch your house 
Yeah, I mean, but you really have to think hard when you look at these devices that are connecting to your accounts, like hardware devices that connect to your accounts, uh, because you can very easily, if you're not careful, uh, give away a device that someone might have access to your information. Now, I don't know if there's like a um, some process, a reset process or something that you can run with this before you give it away. Uh, but but that's something you really need to be looking into these days. Uh, case in point, I connected my phone to a YouTube account or, or YouTube app that's built into a television. I was like sitting out on a patio at this pool I went to just so we could watch YouTube while we were hanging out. And it took me like 30 minutes to figure out how to get my account off of there when I got ready to leave. I, oh, I, no. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize it was going to link my account, but I was like, maybe I should check to make sure my account still isn't on here, even though I tried to sign out on the phone. But, but yeah, man, it took, it took way too much work to get my YouTube account off of that, uh, LG television. So I, mean, I, th- I just think it's something you have to look into as we, are plugging our accounts into these hardware devices and, you know, returning them or, or whatever. Um, if you're going to get rid of something, you have to just like a hard drive, you have to make sure, sure you get all your information off of it. That's or no laptop awful. or, you know, yeah. yeah, that's pretty awful. And while we're on this kick, this is another story that I completely forgot about and I can't believe how I forgot about it, but I just saw an, a link for it on that story. Um, there's a city in Florida, Riviera beach. They are, they passed in their they passed the city council voted unanimously to pay six hundred thousand dollars in Bitcoin to some hackers um, <laughs> who hacked into their systems. And um, uh, th- apparently like, OK, I'm just going to read this. So after a city employee clicked a malicious link in an email, ransomware quickly spread through the R- Riviera Beaches Beaches computer network. Well, I can get down unless the city paid sixty five Bitcoins. Email would not work. Nine one one. 911 calls couldn't be entered into computer records and systems that control the water utility were offline. The city council first tried resolving the issue by paying $941,000 for new computers, but now it's decided to pay the ransom. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I read, uh, I don't know if it's on this, this particular story, but I read that the 911, um, Call responders were writing down nine one one calls on paper because they couldn't enter them wow. into the computer. Um, wow. So yeah, these hackers pretty much have this entire city over a barrel, and um, yeah, ransomware—it's a real thing. Yeah, man. And the thing is, you know, you we we try to take a stance, just like hostages or whatever. You don't want to pay money. You don't want to pay the ransom to get your software unlocked or get your hard drives back or your computers unlocked, but. That's easy to say, but until it's your data, you yeah. know, it, 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 it takes a whole different meaning when it's your data that's being held up. So was it the right thing to do to pay the ransom? Probably. Yes, it was. Not, but <laughs> I think it was. But if you're going to lose your data, you know, I, I think you have little choice. You know, if, you, the thing is, if their only alternative is paying them, they've already lost. Like there's no re- <laughs> <laughs> too like, late. There's no recourse for them. I mean, their recourse is to like what slash and burn their computer network and yeah. start over. And obviously, that's and not an option. That was like one third more. It was three hundred forty, like three hundred thousand dollars more for them to actually do that. Yeah. And I mean, you can't, you can't. What was it? One of those, those, um, 
I think his name was Bill Ingvall, or one of those O's like redneck comedy guys was like, you can't fix stupid. Like this is like, you know, they have all these security trainings and the biggest vulnerability in computer networks is not computers. It's people. Yeah. And people doing dumb stuff. And, you know, I mean, anybody can be fooled, but you know, I, I think for me personally, it's helped me to retain an air of skepticism. Um, about whatever I'm reading or whatever, like if I'm reading anything, like the first thing's going through my mind is like, especially email, like yeah. you already, like, yeah. you know, Leo Laporte's been saying for 20 years, don't open attachments. Like he make a phone when she's not on mainstream TV anymore, but like you just, you kind of just have to use common sense. And, you know, it's like those people that share all those chain emails about yeah. various oh, topics God. and they do it on Facebook. And it's like, yeah, you know, you just kind of have to use your brain a little bit. And I hate to put it like that, but just be skeptical. You know, you know, it's just like in the 80s when the guy would pull up in the white van and be like, <laughs> I've got some candy, you know, like Hop you, on just, in. you just got to be a little skeptical about what's happening and know that I would say 50 percent of all computer activity is people trying to like hack into your stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no you're definitely right, man. It's, uh, you know, we have like, um, not phishing drills, but several emails come from internally in our company to tell us, you know, what, what to look out for and avoid when you get emails. But I will admit it's hard to decipher sometimes when it's coming from an internal address. You know, oh, what is my boss sending me this for? I've even like walked over there and asked him, did you send this? Cause this is weird. You know, he's like, yeah, I sent it. Go ahead and click on it. So yeah, it's, it's not easy. And even us being tech people, uh, we have to look twice sometimes. And I just feel sorry for the poor old woman or guy out there. That's, I'm not a, that's not ageism. The poor person out there who, who, uninformed uh, computer user. There you go. That's what I was looking for. And, you know, I know earlier we were talking about should you pay or shouldn't you pay? Well, earlier, well, last year, March 2018 in Atlanta, Atlanta, the city of Atlanta suffered a ransomware attack and hackers demanded $51,000 in Bitcoin. Wow. They refused wow. to pay it and it cost them an estimated $17 million in damages. Eek. And that's the thing, too. You're like trusting these guys who have obviously infiltrated your systems that they're going to restore it once you've paid the ransom. That's always a risk you take. But when you don't really have a choice, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where if, you know, (laughs) you kind (laughs) of have to like weigh your options, I guess, because I know personally, if that happened in like when I was working for the school district, if that would have happened, you know, if we got to that point where we have no re if you have no recourse, I mean, you have, you have to, you have to pay, you know, there's nothing else you can do. You don't have back. Well, hopefully you have backups, backup, you need cold storage, all that good stuff. Yeah. You should have (laughs) tape backups. You should have like, or off, off site. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's all these different things. Like, we have a couple. We have second. Well, I'm not gonna talk about that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, next story. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about some E3 stuff since we kind of yeah. missed that, or yeah, let's kind of right. 
talk about our E3 rundown we have here. Let's talk about some of the highs and lows. And first off, before we even get into it, what was the big thing for you, Carrie, that came out of E3 2019? Yeah, Um. so I, I thought the Jedi Fallen Order gameplay was um, awesome. It looked to me like the closest thing I've seen to like a Jedi Outcast type game. I know it's not necessarily going to be Jedi Outcast, but it looked, I'll just say it looked very promising. It looked like it had some, maybe some Dark Souls elements in there as well with the different types of um, enemies that you fight. Uh, did you happen to catch the gameplay reveal for that? Yeah, yeah, I did catch some of the gameplay. I did like what I saw. Um, you know, I've heard some people complaining that it was nothing groundbreaking. Uh, and I heard somebody have, else say it doesn't that, have to be. Yeah. And you're kind of in a box when you're working with an IP that's so popular, you know, at, at Star Wars. I mean, and we've had games that have done what I consider really good things before you talked about. Um, what's the game you just mentioned? Are you talking about Dark Souls? No, no, the Star or Wars Jedi game. Outcast. Yeah, Outcast. Outcast and Will the best Star also, Wars game ever made. Oh, there was one better that came out not too long ago. Are you talking about the Force Unleashed games? Yeah, the Force Unleashed. I, I yeah. love that game, dude. I didn't play uh, through the second one, but the first one I dearly love. So to me, it, it feels a lot like Force Unleashed. That's that's what this new game feels like to me. So, so I don't Brit- I don't know. Brittany thinks the gameplay was so poor. Um <laughs> So apparently I must be in the minority. Like yeah. my like I I don't know. For for those type of games, I want to see gameplay that makes me feel like a Jedi. And I could just watching that made me feel like a Jedi. So like I don't know. I'm not expecting I don't know. What 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 do you ex what would you expect from that game that type of game? I mean it's a single player, third person I don't even want to say shooter because it's not really a shooter yeah. per per se. So I don't know. And again, like, it's like, you're sort of like in a box because you can't, because they consider everything canon, you can't really run wild with the IP. Yeah. People were mad that, uh, there was no dismemberment. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't remember a, I don't remember a Star Wars game where, where there was just like full on, like slicing through bodies with lightsabers. I remember nah. like in Jedi Outcast, you could cut like some of the dark Jedi's hands off, but like you couldn't just like, chop their arm off now there were some mods like there were some 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 console codes you could put in to turn on this member but i'm talking yeah. about like vanilla game you know you you didn't yeah. see any of that so wasn't it quake 3 ravens was that ravensoft that did that one um i i think so yeah i think I there think was so. ravensoft yeah but yeah that that's easily my favorite star wars game and maybe that's why i'm so excited about it because that game wasn't fr- that game did come out in 2002 yeah. Um, yep. Raven Software. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, uh, it's coming from Respawn. So we didn't mention that. That's pretty big. The guys up, uh, behind Titanfall. So that's, that's pretty huge. That's pretty huge. Yeah. yeah. I really like what those guys are doing. Titanfall 2, nobody played it, but it was an amazing game. And I'm just, I just saw, maybe that's another thing. I, I saw elements of Titanfall with the wall running. Yeah. And, um, the parkour stuff. They definitely yanked that straight out of Titanfall. So I'm, I don't know. I was excited. Yeah. Like the big thing for me that came out, I think was the, the announcement of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, if I'm saying it right. Uh, but you know, um, this is something I thought they should have done many years ago. And I've been advocating many years ago. 
I mean, maybe not centered around games, but they've always had all these different services, but they never, from an entertainment side, kind of bundled them all together. Because they at one yeah. time they had a music service, a tele- didn't they have a TV service? Maybe not. They had a mu- music service, of course, but. Was that, um, what was it called? Uh, Bean? No, it was something Bean? weird. Oh, no, it was, it was um, Zoom. Zoom. Zoom, Zoom music. Zoom then they changed it to Groove or something. or something. Yeah, Groove, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, but I always expected them to, like, leverage these different services they have into, like, an ultimate all-you-can-eat type of package. And they never did that. And I always considered that, like, a missed opportunity. And hopefully, you know, Apple is kind of moving in the same direction. Hopefully, they will do something similar uh in the future with all all the things they have so i don't know man I, i'm 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 excited about that because i have a bunch of games right now that i can play that i want to get into so I, i'm really excited about diving into my xbox one with the new uh games i have since i signed up for this this game pass deal yeah and the cool thing about game pass ultimate also that you i don't know if you touched on this or not uh, you also have PC games now. Yes. Like Game Pass Ultimate is actually now officially supported on PC. So, um, yeah, there's quite a few games that I wanted to play that I was able to to download on my Xbox. Um, the definitive version of Ori and the Blind Forest because I played the original version. Um, great game. Forza Horizon Four. Another um, great game. A couple indie titles, uh, Moonlighter and Wargroove, which are excellent games. Uh, you also have Crackdown Three. Which is on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's 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 all freaking good stuff. Now I have to ask, man, were you impressed at all by the Halo Infinite trailer? I mean, I don't know. It's like it's it's a trailer, so I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't get too excited about it. Like I would have been more excited if they would have actually shown gameplay, which is kind of been a staple for new Halo games, which I guess not lately, but I can still remember the Halo Two and Halo Three reveals where they actually play part of the campaign. Um, but that being said, I'm pumped about the game. I'm pumped about the direction that it's going in where it's they're they're hearkening back to the old days of Halo, the glory days, if you will, because they really were glory days for me. Um, some of my best multiplayer yeah. experiences my entire life were me and 15 of my friends sitting in an apartment with four televisions or four Xboxes yeah. playing days, multiplayer. And I mean, there are certain moments that I experienced there that I've never experienced since, even with like Halo Online. But that being said, it I got really, really nostalgic about it. I think the graphics look really good, but you know, until I see some actual shooting or something, like it's it's really hard for me to get excited. But yeah. I am pumped. Yeah, it is very disappointing that we didn't get any gameplay from that. Um, I just kind of expected more because did did they they didn't I don't think they even gave a release date um uh, for it, so. um yeah they said it's gen. gonna come out with the next um oh yeah Scarlet we missed that but yeah yeah I mean they it's, didn't get details on that either really well like, yeah, they, they said they said it's winter like twenty twenty <laughs> they said it's coming out next year yeah so, next I mean, fall that's, yeah that's um that's something so we know Halo Infinite is gonna come out next year yeah. And again, uh, like the, the only real detail they gave for the next generation of the Xbox console is that it's going to be just like the Sony stuff that was announced a couple of weeks ago. And Ryzen and Navi. Smart basically. move, Sony, by getting out ahead of that. I will say that because they well, pro- I mean, they had to know that 
you know, the same tech would be replicated on the Microsoft side and they just kind of got out ahead of it, which, you know. To me, it was kind of one of those another news water is wet things because <laughs> the Xbox, the current Xbox One and the PS4, they're almost exactly the same hardware. Yeah. Like literally the exact same hardware, even the pro versions. I think the X1 is a little higher spec. It may have a slightly faster processor or some more VRAM or something, but they're very, very similar. Like there's no reasons architecturally that you can't you couldn't take some code that was written on Sony PlayStation and run it on the Xbox because yeah. they're both X86 running the same type of GPU, the, the same type of GPUs. One has a few more compute units than the other, but like they're they're the same machine. But I'll tell you one thing, though, I am excited about running Halo Infinite on PC. Um, because it should be simul launched with X1, X1X, Scarlet. You know, Microsoft is pushing this whole Xbox Anywhere thing. So I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, did we get any, um, I'm trying to think of other big stuff. Um, really, I expect the more VR stuff to come out of, um, E3. We we didn't get a whole lot of VR, uh, announcements. So that's, kind of disappointing because that was supposed to be the big thing um especially i expected something out of microsoft which they're really making no play on that which is really i think it's smart i think it's smart the vr just isn't there yet man it's just not um maybe in five years and that's being generous it's just not there i mean it's close but it's just not there yet there's no compelling reason to own a vr machine yeah beat saber's cool yeah, Space Trap Pirate Trainer's cool. What else? There's a couple more like really good VR games. But are you gonna pay four, five, six hundred dollars for basically a peripheral to play some games? It's just not it just doesn't make sense right now, at least to me. And it's so expensive that, you know, for consoles, to me it makes even less sense because especially with these new high fidelity consoles, it's not like they can do another PSVR where it's it's not as high resolution, you know, and it's gonna be expensive. So maybe that's they would rather use that R and D and pour it into their console. I mean, I feel like that's a smart move, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, do we want to move on from E three? Um, uh, I other... just want to mention. I just want to mention real quick. Um, they did show a gameplay video of Final Fantasy VII remake, and it yes. looks awesome. Um, I was not a fan of the Final Fantasy fifteen or yeah fifteen ish direction that the game was going in, but it looks like. It's going to be kind of a hybrid system with, you know, some of that, but also some um, some active time battle elements, you know, like it's not going to be just straight up Final yeah. Fantasy 15. So like that made me feel a little better. The game is beautiful. Um, I really love the voice acting and I'm just, you know, the atmosphere is there. It's not the same game. It's not supposed to be the yeah. same game, but the atmosphere, be. the atmosphere is there. And that's really what's important. I'm, I'm just super pumped. It's like if you want to play the old game, just go play the old game at this point, I feel. I mean, I mean, look at the other side where they announced the, didn't they announce Final Fantasy VIII remastered? Yeah, but see, like, I get so upset when they do this. They say remaster, but they're just, they just crank up the resolution. Yeah, it, it doesn't look, look, it, it look. It, so, like, <laughs> like, the Final Fantasy twelve rem, they didn't even call it a remaster. They called it Final Fantasy twelve Zodiac Age. To me, that was closer to a remaster. Um, they upped the frame rate to like 60 frames per second. 
Um, they cleaned up some of the textures in. Obviously, they upped the resolution, but I don't even know if they're doing that much for this. This it just looks like they cranked up the resolution on it, and it still it doesn't look that good to me. It's not. I mean, it's an older game, so it makes sense. But it just. No, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you, man. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, three just wasn't that exciting this year to me. Um. So did you I, see the Death Stranding um gameplay trailer? Uh, you didn't like it. It's coming out this year, ain't it? Yeah, it's supposed to come out this fall, I think. I'm not excited, dude. It looks super, <laughs> super weird, but I at least kind of get what it's about now. And the fact that, you know, it looks like it's going to be just another, and I mean, that's a plus or minus, it, like another stealth action type cinematic Kojima masterpiece, which I don't know. You either like those games or you don't. Yeah, and the the weirdness in this game is like maybe it'll be a turnoff for some people. Yeah, I feel like I'm being a curmudgeon. I'm just uh, <laughs> bashing everything. Uh, <sighs> did any do anything good come out of Nintendo? Um, they announced uh, Breath of the Wild two. Awesome. Yes. Oh, and there was a new Dragon Ball game announced too. Dragon Ball Kakar- Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is going to be an action <laughs> RPG. Are you joking? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Dragon Ball Kakarot. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is the name. <laughs> I didn't hear this. Hold on, I gotta Google. It's gonna be basically like a action RPG sort of type type of game, <laughs> and it looked it looked really cool. They showed it at the Microsoft press conference. I didn't. Know. I ble- How did I yeah. miss this? I believe it's gonna be for all of the game, all of the systems. Wow, it does look really good. It does look really good. Okay, yeah. I mean, I the name. More. I'm there with you on the name. They could have named <laughs> something better. Like I, they could have named it like Legacy of Goku, like six or whatever. I can't remember how many of those games it were, but yeah, oh, wow. they could have came up with a better name. I'm right there with you. Uh, the look on your face when you heard that was priceless. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Nintendo, like I said, Breath of the Wild two, super pumped. Played through the first one. Amazing game. I think Breath of the Wild was the best game of this console generation. Like, yeah, bar none. It is amazing. It's it's. Bar I don't know if you played it, bar but none. it's the best Zelda. I feel like as far as like open world adventure. Like I I haven't felt like that since I played the first Zelda. Like when I was a kid, and you know the screen comes up, and it's like, oh yeah. shoot, what do I do? I can go anywhere. I can do anything, you know? Oh, let's go in this cave and see, you know, like you don't get that in other Zelda games, but you absolutely get it in this one. And you, you don't have to do things Whoa. necessarily in the order that, you know, I can you can, time, man. Come on. You have options. <laughs> I like, I like I can run of time, but it's this game's game. better. This game's better. It's just, it just is. Yeah. It's kind as of, far as like, it's kind of like one reason to want to get a, get a switch, man. I really, I really want to get that game. So, you Maybe I can find a switch on the cheap or something. If you you could probably run on a computer with Simu, <laughs> that's another discussion. Uh, that's for the after show. Yeah, I uh, mean you can you can legally purchase the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild and play it on your computer. Now the actual playing on your computer part may you know that's a great area, but you can still patronize Nintendo and do it. We're gonna so, we're gonna talk offline about that. All uh, right, cool. It sounds awesome. What about um, Brittany mentioned Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2020? Keanu! What is it? 20 what? 20 what? I'm Keanu! 2077. 2077, Keanu! Yeah. Keanu Reeves is like your buddy. Like the, He's going to be in the entire game. Is like your... 
I don't want to say sidekick, but your cohort. Yeah. Basically. I watch did you watch the trailer? I saw I that. Know. That was it was yeah. it was kind of cool. That was freaking amazing. Kind actually. of cool. Kind of cool. It was amazing. I agree just, with you. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was just one of those totally unexpected things. And like I was already gonna buy this game. And not only is Keanu Reeves gonna be in it, they're actually gonna have it RTX enabled as well. So if you do have an RTX uh NVIDIA GPU, which I probably will by then. Um, you'll get all the RTX pretties as well. And hopefully there'll be better hardware out by then because I think now even with the 2080, which is like eleven hundred dollars, twenty eighty Ti, you with RTX full on, you get like maybe thirty frames a second, which is horrible. And it's if it's yeah, if it's pretty with thirty frames a second or just regular PC pretty and I can get 144 or 165, I'm gonna turn RTX off. I'm not even gonna use it. So there's that. Yeah, man, that's that's a pretty good get to get um get Keanu when he when it, when now is currently like Pete Keanu Reeves. Um, it's always Pete Keanu Reeves. There, there's never that's the been rules a point of in time. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> there's never been a point in time after the first Matrix came out when the, when it has not been Pete Keanu Reeves. And you could even argue it was Pete Keanu Reeves before the Matrix because you know the Bill and Ted stuff. Yeah, so, you know, you know, uh, what's the, um, the runaway bus movie? I forget the name of it. Speed. Speed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Was he, was he in the wall with the point, boat? You know, what in break point as well? Was it point break? Point break. Dang, I got it wrong. Point break. <laughs> point break is like, I can't watch the movie now without laughing, but it's, it's a cold classic. Oh, but seriously, was he in the speed with the boat? The I think ship. he's just in the first one. I think somebody else in the other one. Sandra Bullock was in the second one. I know, but like, I just like, who thought that was a good idea? Uh, Let's make a movie about a runaway cruise ship. We'll call it Speed Two Cruise Control. Like, okay, something's not, something's just not right about that. And they talk about sequels being exploited now. Um, oh boy. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Ah, uh, any other thoughts from me three? Mm, no, not really. Um, I think this was just a holdover. While well, we got some news, a lot of good games coming in the next year, but I think next year will be the yeah. big E three, and we should go because that's it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I do want to try to get back up there. Um, one thing I was disappointed about was there was no mention of the Switch Mini, which I figured would be a thing, but. But there have been leaks. I saw a, I saw yeah. a leak of it. If 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 it's the real thing, um, you know, just uh, mold on those Joy Cons and go to town. Kind of what it looks <laughs> like. <laughs> it's just one of the things. It makes so sense because the the Switch is the most performant thing in the world. We all know that. But if you have a smaller form factor with a smaller screen, then you know the graphical fidelity doesn't become quite as important. So I mean, it would be really cool. Do it, Nintendo. Do it soon. Speaking of Nintendo, there's a little game called Mario Royale. <laughs> have you played it? I have not. So what is this all about, man? Okay, so some guy, I don't remember his name, but he basically, you know, battle royales are all the rage these days. He basically made a battle royale version of Super Mario Brothers, the first one. Um, <laughs> and basically, it's you... And 75 other players oh, on the same Mario 
on one. stage or board as we used to call them. And you're all racing to complete the <laughs> stage first. Wow. Um, and it is utter chaos. Now, one thing I will say is that it's, it's not the best. It wasn't programmed the best <laughs> and it's very buggy. And I mean, in the spirit of PUBG, it's still fun, even though it's buggy. It can be frustrating because sometimes the enemies fade in and out and, uh-huh. you know, but like this concept is amazing. I hope, you know, Nintendo's going to shut this down, but I at least hope they think about the concept here and maybe do something a little more. Um, What's the word? Polished? Uh, polished. Yes, that would be the word. I was going to say competent, but yeah, polished <laughs> is the better word. But like this idea is an amazing idea, and I hope that Nintendo steals it and makes an actual good game out of it. It's at least worth your time once <laughs> just to play it. Again, it's super buggy, but it's still <laughs> it's still kind of fun though. So, oh man, you know? I'm reading this sentence from Vice. When the game stops, when the game starts, you're dropped into a familiar Mario level. Except this time, you're, there's seven five seventy five other Mario's trying to kill you and outrun you. If you make it to the end or the castle or the top three spot, you'll get a good ending. If you're fourth or below, you're dropped into a pool of lava. Most Mario Royale games don't last more than a few minutes. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. He said badly. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's worth worth a look. It's worth a click. It's free. Yeah, let's do that. Only cost you a little bandwidth. Might as well check it out. Um, What else we got? What else we got? I got a real quick one as we transition. Yeah. Uh, as we know, Microsoft has taken up the Chromium project into their latest version, the revamped version of Edge that they're debuting. So um, previously you couldn't get on Windows 7 and 8, but now you can get the Canary build of Microsoft's Chromium Edge browser on Windows 7. And I tried that out at work and it's freaking fast until they probably blowed it up later. But now it's cool. <laughs> It's does it devour your RAM just like Chrome? Probably, but it it still runs smooth. It it renders correctly. I I, <laughs> I never really have a problem with uh Chrome per se. I know a it's lot of people chunky, say it's man. Like yeah, but I don't real, get yeah, every other program on my computer is trunk chunky, so I don't I guess it Well, yeah, <laughs> if you're on Windows 10, yeah, I guess. I so I think I pretty much every program I run on my work computer is heavy, so yeah, I mean, so I don't thing. use Chrome anymore. I use a Chromium, also a Chromium browser called Vivaldi. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. It's a great browser. Mm. I, I'm going to check out the new version of Internet Explorer or Edge or whatever it's called because I do want to check that out. But yeah, it's cool, man. It's a it's a move that they should have made when they brought on Windows 10. Well, they had to do it. I mean, because yeah. <clears throat> because Google kept freaking breaking like. They they would they would make it to where Chrome just I mean a, a Edge would not render their pages correctly and yeah. um they would keep breaking it like they would fix it and then the Google people would change something so it would break again so they pretty much strong armed them into doing this which is kind of sad but it make I don't know got to break a few eggs and make omelet I mean I it's open source it's the best browser framework out there. Why not just go with it? Is what I say. And we, you know, we have the new, gentler, more gentle Microsoft nowadays. So hey, open source. Do it. Do it. Do it. The final front. <laughs> That's a big bull. <laughs> oh God. 
<laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Oh man! Speaking of Google, I like my um, Sorry. Apparently, they're not making any more tablets. Mm. What? Like I always thought Google's tablets were really good. I also, I also did never bought one. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, the Pixel Slate, or was that what it was called? The Pixel Slate was a huge flop, and it didn't sell. And yes, because it was too expensive. Well, that's the thing. They are there are so many Android based tablets out there, so many, and unless they're just they're. I, I agree. Maybe this last iteration they had was better, but unless it's so much better that's going to get people to not buy the cheap one that does 90% of what they want, like, why would you even bother? I mean, Android tablets are really just a dime a dozen these days. I mean, why why would you pay that much more for an Android tablet? I, I, I don't get it. They don't they don't have exclusivity on the, the operating system, of course, though they have their own little wet skin on it. So it's not like it's not like the Apple tablets. It's there's nothing novel really about having a Google tablet. You ready for a hot take? Let's hear it. I give the Pixel phone two years, and it'll be gone. <sighs> it's the best camera in the market, supposedly. By most that's, that's great. That's nice. But you know, it's one of those things where I mean, it's like. If you're getting a Android phone, let's be real. 90% of Americans, if you're buying an Android phone, you're either going the cheap route or you're buying a Samsung device. Like that's true. If you if you want the Android phone, it's it's the Galaxy. Like that is the phone. But you I know? And I, you know, I feel like Google had a niche there when they were actually making affordable Android phones. Like sub five hundred dollar Android phones, the Nexus phones, the Galaxy phone, the Gal was it not Galaxy? The Nexus phone, like yeah, the, the Nexus. Nexus phones were like the cheap utilitarian, not necessarily cheap, but um the utilitarian um or the utility, excuse me, Android phone where you know you could get a good phone without spending a whole lot of money, um, and I feel like that they did the same thing with the tablets. The tablet thing was exactly the same. They used to have a affordable tablet. Yeah. And then they decided to go premium. And it's like nobody wants to spend a thousand dollars or whatever on a Google tablet. If you're going to spend that much, you're going to buy iPad. It's just the way it is. Like even Microsoft, I feel like have have kind of, you know, even though the um the surface is doing OK, like, I mean, it's iPad and it's everything else, you know, yeah. And the Surface really is a different product when you think about it. It's, it, it's more, it, it goes more toward the iPad Pro. But I think another problem with the Pixel is, is that it, I don't think it's on every carrier. First of all, now you can get in and throw a SIM in it, but it's Verizon. Yeah. So, so with the Samsung phones that you were just talking about, any carrier is going to have them pretty easily. And yeah, that's and, the thing. Nobody's going to switch to Verizon just so they can have a Pixel. Yeah, and you take a risk when you buy a phone and just try to throw a SIM in it. It's gotten better over the years, but you know, you, only the real hardcore people are going to do that. Um, so I, I don't know. It's they have a chance, yeah. but it, I mean, it's just even gonna... Apple's feeling the pinch with the iPhone. Like people aren't—they've made these phones so good that you don't have to buy a phone every year anymore. Yeah, you just that, don't. Like that is true. I have an iPhone ten, and I don't plan on changing my phone for another couple of years just because. 
it does everything I could possibly want a phone to do. And I have no reason to want to upgrade. Until they I mean, slow it down and... <laughs> <laughs> Battery throttling. No. Man, if they do that to my phone, I'm just not going to mess with Apple for a couple of years and I'll get something like yeah. a I'm Sony boy. Xperia. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm oh, God. <laughs> just a joke. Um, they do make these. Sony does make these decent Android phones, but it's like everybody does. Like you can pretty much throw a dart at a board of Android phones and you would be look, you would be just completely you. If you found one that you didn't like, you you need to go to the casino and put $50 on black or something because all of them are we're we're just at the point where like just about every phone over yeah. like 300 bucks is going to be a decent phone. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I and I, I will admit like the different flavors of Android can color um what you like because they do put a lot of crap on Android phones. So um that can skew it's just shovelware. Yeah, yeah. And it's just easier in the Apple world. world. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, that's one thing you know I do like get. about the Apple phones is you don't get the bloatware. Um, but I mean, Apple has their own bloatware that you pretty much can't remove from their phone because it's an Apple phone. So I don't know. So, Carrie, um, it's been quite a while since we did our story of cabbies talking crypto. Um, <laughs> Facebook had an announcement. Yes. Yes, they did. What is this all about, man? In their bid to take over the world. <laughs> there's actually a new crypto coin coming out called Facebook. Well, it's called Libra, but it's backed by Facebook, created by Facebook. Um, I don't know a whole lot about it. But wouldn't that mean um, my impression of it is that it is open like Bitcoin is open, but it just has the backing of Facebook. Facebook is kind of pushing it forward and Facebook has their own. Um, what's the name of it? Calibra well, is their wallet on top of it. I don't, but I they don't, don't own it. I don't think it's completely open. Um, you know, something like Bitcoin, if you wanted to mine Bitcoin, you just go buy ASIC, which is a application specific integrated surface circuit surface circuit. And basically it's this machine that is created from the ground up to mine Bitcoin. You can do it on video cards, but it's highly inefficient. Heck, you can do it on CPUs. It's just highly inefficient, inefficient. Um, but the thing is, like you have to have basically a, a barn full of these things if you want to make a decent amount of money. And that's the the proof of work um, crypto. But basically, Libra is going to be proof of stake. So basically, people who buy into the um, Libra, they're able to. um, That's how the coins are created. They're created by people who hold the coins. Hmm. Um, It's kind of a different concept, but it actually makes sense. It keeps it keeps people from doing what people have done with like Ethereum and Bitcoin, which is. You burn all this power, you know, trying to mine these coins, and it's just not really as, vir- as environmentally friendly um, because you're basically you're not wasting power because you're actually getting a, a a reward, but it's not a very efficient use of power. Um, whereas with with something like this, where it's proof of stake, the coins are still being generated; they're just being generated in a different manner so okay. it doesn't take all of that power to like mine them hmm. hmm i guess that's probably not the best way to um 
explain it. But just the fact that they're going to have their own coin, I think, is both awesome and scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see obvious issues that can arise with Facebook having a stake in something like this. That That is probably going to be huge. But it's just one of those things where this has been the danger of crypto since day one. Like everybody's been like trying to find the next Bitcoin, but all this stuff is open. Like all these Ethereum, Bitcoin, like all these algorithms and everything they use to generate these blockchains, it's all open source. So my whole thing has always been, yeah, these, these coins could blow up, but what's to stop somebody else from just like some of these mainstream big companies from creating, from creating their own coin. Why would they jump on Bitcoin's wagon when they can just build their own wagon and everybody has Facebook? So all they have to do is put up an ad. Oh, and you know something that even Uh-oh. dang this, this, this is shady. So you remember like, I don't know if you remember last year, they were blocking crypto ads. So you couldn't put really? an ad. You couldn't, yeah, you couldn't put an ad that. on Facebook for crypto coin or an exchange or anything. So like, I just remember that. And now this is really, really shady. Dang. Hmm. Yeah, you, you you know the governments are going to be coming coming a call and well, crypto's not regulated right now, so it's the wild west. I well, mean, in some in some countries well, you can't do it. Uh, I think it's in their rights. You I can't believe. do crypto in in um, I think India. I think there's a few more countries where they've kind of banned it. Uh, I didn't realize in the United States it's illegal to have a bank account with money in it. Like in another country that's of the, the, another currency, there's like all these different weird like laws that we have. Not that the feds are going to break down your door if you do, but yeah, I think technically it's illegal. Um, let's see, I'm just to sum it up, let's see, Facebook or other companies will have to set up servers, we'll have to run the software, we'll have to validate transactions, but that's not really anything different to running regular services for Facebook.com or WhatsApp. So, you know, they're not going to have any big, they're not going to have a bigger server footprint because of this. Um, this is going to make their centers more sustainable. It's going to be lighter on the energy grid. Um, this is all good stuff. So, I mean, I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. It's just when you think about, yeah, it's just scary. So Libra is for everyone. Moving money around the world should be as easy and cheap as sending a text message. Hmm. No matter where you live, what you do or how much you earn. Hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to do some more research on this for yeah, the next because to... I don't know a whole lot about Libra yet. So, yeah. so if you go to Libra.org, um, they have like a white paper you can look at. So maybe this would be like a good episode to dive into maybe next time and kind of give the full uh, rundown actually what it is and how it works and uh, what we should be worried about. <laughs> <laughs> That's that we want the juicy bits. Yes. Cool. Break it down for you guys. Cool. So is that it? We have anything else? Oh um, no, I don't think we. Uh-oh. Very quickly, yeah. Um, the Xbox, the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, they were discussing the possibility of bringing Gears of War Five to PlayStation Four. Hmm. They should do it. It's a new Microsoft man. Yeah, they a new do Microsoft. It. Just like make it he, happen. His quote is. I think the experience we bring to the family room with Xbox and focusing on things like availability and focusing on things like crossplay is actually important to where we see gaming growing, which is why we're focused on consoles and spending a ton of money and resources investing in Scarlet. 
So today people are saying, are you going third party? Whatever that means. But the idea that we are a platform company continues to be true. And we think about how that platform infrastructure could grow. And we think about having the world's most powerful console, having a great Xbox in the home. It's a critical component to that. So, I mean, they're thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, if you think about the new the new Microsoft, this is totally what they're trying to do. Like Microsoft, if Microsoft, instead of selling you a box and licensing and taking revenue from selling games, if they could just have a platform service that's on every console and every yeah. machine known to man, yeah. or, you know, if they can have their games on every machine known to man, like to me, that's a much more profitable model, mainly because Microsoft is not a hardware company. Microsoft is a software company. Yeah. We forget, we forget that, but they are, they're a software company at the heart, yeah. you know? So this makes perfect sense to me. I mean, I could definitely see them doing something like, um, you know, the EA pass that you can get on any console. Now I can see them doing that for, um, do a Microsoft pass for, for PlayStation. You can play some of their game. I, I, I mean, it just makes sense that, you know, they're even talking about game pass being on the, the switch, which is actually yeah. a thing. Yeah. You know, they're talking about bringing Xbox live to the switch. Yeah. So, I mean, this to me is an out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. 100. Cool. Well, guys, um, thank you for joining us. Or if you're listening to this at a later date, thank you for listening. Um, Again, I'm Kerry Brown. Clarence, what do you have coming up that you would like to discuss? Tell oh, about. man, uh, we are wrapping up our discussion of all things Section 31 on Discussing Trek. We have one more episode in our uh, Section 31 series, which we'll be you know, um, reviewing in the next few weeks. But we just released, we're fin fixing to drop a new episode um, in the next few days. So uh, check us out at discussingtrek.com. Yeah. What about you, man? Um, same. Um, I am on Discussing Trek from time to time. I haven't been lately because I just kind of like fell off of the Star Trek wagon. Oh, you're I, right, man. Dude, I haven't even finished the season of Discovery yet. Like, I've been slipping, <laughs> slipping very badly. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, right now I'm just doing this. We're going. Me and Kyle and Clarence have been talking about doing a anime, uh, anime, a uh, American comics versus Japanese manga uh, yeah. episode of discussing comics, which is going down. I'm looking forward to, so I can rip my squad. What? But um, you know, other than that, you know, catch us here uh, every week on the stream. Usually our streams at nine. Um, I think we're moving to Thursdays from the Wednesday. So, you know, if you if you plan on watching this Thursday now, so yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, all right, guys, we out of here. Very very quick. Very very quick. Very very quick. Very very quick. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.